This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station. KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome in to this Thursday edition of the Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, your total sports station in Mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and also on the handy-dandy KTGR app. It's Andy Humphrey, Brendan Schaefer, and producer Mickey here today, filling in for producer Chris. You can join us with a call or a text at 875-KTGR to join the show as we dive into some more football talk. Big weekend for both Mizzou and the Chiefs. A long weekend for the Chiefs. They get uh, the the Monday treatments this weekend for the Super Bowl rematch. But we're going to talk about that in a few minutes and play the over-under game coming up, Brendan, in just a few minutes here. Yeah, you figure we'll finally at least get a good primetime game, right? There's there's no way the Chiefs and Eagles should be a bust, so that's... That's definitely one to look forward to, and uh, we'll come up with some some ways to over-under this thing in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming up soon, so we'll play the over-under game for Chiefs-Eagles and Mizzou-Florida at, uh, at 5.05. We're going to talk all things Mizzou football and hoops with Columbia Daily Tribune sports editor Chris Kwasinski at 425. Always great to catch up with Chris K. So he'll join us coming up uh, later on this hour. And, Brendan, you ready for Play Fade Eliminate this week? Yeah? I am ready, and I also think it's finally a good Thursday game. Finally! Because you've got the battle in the AFC North that we'll get a chance to uh, to look ahead to tonight. But if you've got folks in your fantasy lineup, this time it's okay if they're playing on Thursday night because there are – Plenty of good players in that matchup. So if you have fantasy football questions for Brendan, send those in to us, 875-KTGR, and we'll get to those at 525 when we do play Fade Eliminate. And we'll preview Mizzou men's basketball tonight as they play their first road game of the season against Minnesota coming up uh, later on this evening. You can hear it on KTGR. Give us your uh, thoughts at 875-KTGR, or you can tweet us at KTGR Big Show and find us on Facebook, too, at facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now, the Big Show's Big Deal. Well, Mizzou men's basketball will be back in the fold this evening. Should have Connor Vanover available. He wasn't available for the first three games, but the big 7-5 transfer center uh, his suspension is done, so he should be available tonight. We'll see how much run he gets as the Tigers take on Minnesota. These two teams uh, looking for an early quality win, so we'll see if either one can get it. Uh, tips off at 8 o'clock tonight. Pre-game begins at 7.30 right here on KTGR, so tune in for that a little bit later on after our show is done. Chiefs were back at practice today, getting set for their Super Bowl rematch with the Eagles on Monday Night Football. And everybody practiced fully. Of course, that doesn't include Nick Bolton. He's still on injured reserve with the uh, wrist injury. But everybody else who is active, they practiced in full today. So that's good news for the Chiefs after the bye week. That is the Big Show's big deal on this 16th day of November 2023. 875-KTGR. You can call or text us to text in your over-unders for what you think could happen between the Chiefs and the Eagles 
on Monday Night Football. And, boy, that's good news uh, to, to hear that the Chiefs got everybody in practice and there wasn't anybody limited. There were a few worries about maybe Drew Tranquil. I know he came up uh, a little bit injured in that last game uh, in London. He is filling in, of course, for Nick Bolton in that middle linebacker spot. Some concerns maybe still about Justin Watson. Uh, a couple running backs banged up, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and, uh, and Jarek McKinnon. But everybody was a full practice participant this week you gotta love it yeah and so i guess that means every chief is going to be over yes. on whatever totals we come exactly. up with them in this well, game. that's that's exactly what how that goes right i don't see any other way if we say it doesn't matter where we set the over under either 500 pass nope. yards patrick Mahomes. yeah yep. over yeah, hammer. it's over hammer it they're healthy the yeah. lines are relevant you can put whatever number yeah, you want on. out there exactly hammer the over uh, give us yours at 875-KTGR. Is there a reasonable reasonable place, though, for his number, though, coming off the bye week? I mean, here's the thing. That, that there is flame to the fire of the idea that the Chiefs could have a huge advantage here because of how well Andy Reid has done and how Patrick Mahomes has done coming right. off the bye week. And, look, the Eagles are coming off bye, too. I get it, but this has just been a thing. For the Chiefs uh, for the last few years. So over or under, I, I don't know where his, where his number is If at, you want me total. to just tell you, I could tell you. Or you could guess. I'm going to guess because that's what okay, I like what's, doing. What's your guess for what it actually is? 265 and a half. At unnamedsportsbook.com, we have 282 okay. and a half. So you're pretty close, actually, on that. And it's a higher number than Mahomes has hit the last couple of weeks. Obviously, the game against the Broncos wasn't great. Ended up at 240 yards and two picks with no touchdowns in that game. And then against the Dolphins, well, they really didn't need Patrick Mahomes to throw for a ton of yards to win that game. Obviously, the uh, the, the Cook uh, handoff gets the the lateral, or it wasn't it wasn't a fumble, it wasn't a lateral. He just gave it to him gave and uh, ran for the touchdown. So that helped the Chiefs uh, pace the scoring in that game. Just 185 yards, did have a couple of touchdowns against the Dolphins, but the thing to remember about this Eagles secondary, they haven't been that good this year, allowing 257 pass yards per game. That ranks 28th in the NFL. Uh, That number was, I think, a little worse earlier in the season, so they've had some better performances of late, perhaps, but still Patrick Mahomes, if we we get the shootout kind of game that we got in the Super Bowl, I think certainly he'll go over 282.5, Andy, but I don't know. It's been the story of the NFL season that these big matchups that we get so hyped about they don't end up as these offensive explosions all too often. I, I I agree with that. I mean, and the thing is, the Chiefs have had to maybe help out that effort a little bit with getting Patrick Mahomes going at times by using their run game. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, I think, will be important in this game. But at, uh, by that same token, you talked about the Eagles looking poor against the pass. They've looked excellent against the run. They've allowed less than 70 yards per game on the ground to opponents that is by far first in the league. Um, So, I mean, if you want to play some sort of balanced attack here, you know that you're going to have to maybe use Pacheco at times to help out uh, that effort uh, because the Eagles know that their run defense can be stout enough to where if they do maybe drop somebody back a little bit more to keep an eye on Mahomes, make sure he doesn't get loose for some of these plays here, you might need to mix things up a little bit to make sure that you're keeping uh, Philly on their heels. But I'm going to say over. I mean, it it has to be over. Uh, If Mahomes and company want to have the type of game that is 
befitting of what the Chiefs have done coming off of bye weeks and even against opponents like this. When they're up for these types of big games, I think they they usually rely on Mahomes and he's been able to deliver. Yeah, I think because of the fact that the Eagles are so good against the run game, this is going to be one where they lean on Mahomes. Now, that hasn't always equated to success for the Chiefs so far this year because we know that they're a little limited in their pass-catching core and the guys that you feel you can really trust. But I do feel like they spread the ball around enough. It may not be the most efficient outing, but he might not have to be too efficient to still get to over 282. I'm going to say he probably gets there as well, Andy, because you know the Eagles, for as good as the Chiefs' defense is, I mean, we still kind of have the idea that the Eagles are going to force scoring in this game. I'm not saying the 30-something to 30-something kind of outcome, but, yeah, both teams getting into the mid-20s I I think is definitely reasonable. And to do that, I think uh, you're going to need the passing game because, again, Philly's going to stop you on the ground more often than not. 875-KTGR, you can give us your uh, over-unders for – Chiefs and Eagles, as that comes up on Monday Night Football, first chance really to to talk about it this week. Chiefs have kind of been out of the uh, out of the lives of most folks around here because it's been mainly Mizzou after the bye week, except for of course Travis Kelsey. By the way, why is this? Why are we all of a sudden pulling up Travis Kelsey's old tweets? Is this a thing that I've been completely out of the loop on? Well, are we talking about the Blues doing it or anybody else? I haven't seen anybody. Really, that I didn't even know the... that the Blues were involved in it at well, all. Okay, will you give me your example then? Because I probably haven't seen whatever. It was like you're somebody, uh, some uh, MLB account, I think, was pulling up Travis Kelsey's tweet saying that he went two for three. I guess in some sort of celebrity game back in 2010. And then, right. like, they make a graphic for it and everything and give, like, a stat line. <laughs> like, what's going on? Is there a... I'm going to assume that it's just almost self-referential to the fact that everything is Kelsey Taylor Swift these days. And yeah. so you have to try to find some connection to whatever it is that you do to kind of hone in on that. If I had to guess, that's the, the bit of a meme that's going around. I did see the St. Louis Blues um, retweeting a, a picture from, like, 2014 with, uh, of Travis Kelsey in a in a Blues jersey and basically, you know, kind of honing sure. in on that. So I think yeah. it's something related to that. But, you know, these trends, Andy, you and I, we're getting up there in age, so we have to try and uh, fight <laughs> against time to make sure we could still under, understand that's what happens social media when, No, listen, trend. that's what happens when you have kids, right? Like you, yeah, you, I think that's become, right. you become further back in the times than, uh, than you were uh, trying to keep up, and it, it kind of has the feels. reverse effect. On that, so uh, so I guess that's where we're at. Sorry, buddy. Eight seven five KTGR. Whatever. If you want to call or text us, what about Kelsey though? I mean, the, if Mahomes is having on a tour, right? It, right, he's on tour or she's on tour. I did I read something about like the parents' meeting? Or, I think or I did like read that? this. They're supposed to be both at the game because you've got obviously no Taylor, Mama right? Kelsey is gonna. I wouldn't think so. I don't know how she could pull that off with the, right. with the tour that's going on. I think she's in like South America or yeah. something. So. It would be unlikely, but I assume that Mama Kelsey will have, like, a split jersey for Jason and Travis, right? Because um, both her sons yeah. playing against one another. But um, but I guess we'll I guess we'll see. But I would have to assume no Taylor, which has at times meant no robust He's performance for like Travis. He's averaging, like, 48 receiving yards a game without her, right? Right. Gosh, where do we set it at? Well, I can see where they set it at at unnamedsportsbook.com, but do you have a guess? I'll guess it's something uh, it's like in, it's 78 in the and a half. I'd say it's in the 70s, That was going to be my too. guess yeah. as well. Yeah. 
And survey says 75 and a half, so not bad. I think we were both uh, in range on that one. Sure, but, I mean, if we think Mahomes is going to have the type of game that we think he's going to have, get close to 300 at least, that's got to mean Kelsey has at least 100 of them, right? You know, you would think. I did this, though, last weekend when I was uh, writing up a, a betting article on the game between Ohio State and Michigan State, and I thought, oh, if Ohio State's quarterback is going to throw for a bunch of yards, surely most of them will go to Marvin Harrison Jr., and he caught one pass for 19 yards. Right. Kyle McCord threw for 330. So, like, that that's fresh in my mind that sometimes it isn't the top targets, but at the NFL level, and knowing that the Chiefs really don't have anybody else that they trust as a, a genuine go-to, I would have to agree with it. But it, what if he goes 70 receiving yards and – you catch a couple of bombs to Justin Watson or MVS to to kind of pad the stats that way. I'm going to say over Andy because I feel like it's a, it's a big matchup, and I think he's still capable of showing up in these big games. I'm going to tentatively say over, but that's It's I don't very feel tentative good for me yeah, as well. I don't feel yeah. good about it. Taylor's not there. Like, Taylor's not, not there, and you look over there. his last two games – he hasn't maybe, gotten maybe the family yards. has a similar effect, though, doesn't it? Right, feel that you way. To, your brother's on the other side. There's you have a, to have a Swift. Big night. There's at least a Swift in the building. It's DeAndre Swift, right? Of course, that, that should be enough, Andy. That should be that enough. That should be enough for Travis. Here's a question related to Kelsey, or the Kelseys, I should say. Okay, um, it, it's basically a Travis Kelsey question, but there would be a fun element of. Would the Eagles try to do something just completely off the wall zany because it is a game against the the, the other Kelsey? Just give me over under 0.5 touchdowns by a Kelsey in this game. And you can count by Jason on this if you want. Yeah, you can count Jason Kelsey if oh, you want. Boy. The center. So, I don't know how, man, he comes I don't up know with the how that's going to happen. <laughs> but like, that's your you out. If, you can't split him. I don't know if you can split him out wide. No, you can't. If he snaps the Somebody ball. Somebody else is going to have to snap the ball. Right, yeah. And then you think, oh, there's shenanigans happening. Everybody double team Jason Kelsey over there because they're trying to get it to him. Um, yeah. <laughs> Double team, Jason <laughs> Double Kelsey. team, Jason Kelsey. I don't know if that's necessary. <laughs> well, I mean, somebody's got to get him. Uh, okay, it's basically a Travis over, question then. But over, uh, you think, you I'll think someone scores? End, uh, in, you won't say which end. Kelsey. No, you don't I know won't which say. one. No, I don't. One know. of them though. It's got to be, or or he can recover a fumble, right? He can do well, that. I was thinking that, but can you advance a fumble by an offensive player? Like, is that one of well, those things? Well, if you or... it, all, all you have to do is recover it. Like, you can't pick it up yeah. and take it anywhere, but you can recover it wherever it is. He can in, recover in a fumble zone. in the end zone. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, so I'll take the over as well. But I'm thinking it's Jason. Jason probably the one to wow <laughs> to score. <If> that happens. <laughs> NFL oh, has uh, so if, much more content on their hands. If that like happens, that. I'm tuning into the Kelsey Brothers podcast next week. Oh, That's all I got to yeah. If that happens, you probably want to tune in regardless because it could be interesting based yeah. on what happens in the game. But uh, yeah, I'll take the I'll take the over on that. Look, I think Travis Kelsey has a, a good day. Um, it's been a couple of lean weeks for him. 72 total receiving yards over the past two games. So give me a slight over on the receiving yards. Yeah, and I'll say he finds the end zone as well. Okay. Big Show's on at 416. You can call or text us with your over-unders for Chiefs and Eagles at 875-KTGR. How about total touchdowns in this game between the two teams? Cause that's, I like that uh, as yeah, a prop. It's yeah. going to be uh, an important thing, getting touchdowns instead of field goals. It was important during the Super Bowl, right? So, I mean, if it's at six and a half, 
Is well, let high, me ask you this. Is that too high of a number? Six and a half is a great number. Do you think, what do you think the total is unless you've seen it already? Low 50s, I think, is where I would put it. It is shockingly low at 45 and a half. Okay. All right. And like that, again, I think your reaction was right. If you had asked me, I'd have said 50 and a half. It's probably 50 and a half. Yeah. 49 and a half. Well, yeah. And I honestly didn't factor in the fact that, look, scoring's down in the NFL in general. Like those. It's so down, dude. And that's why I'm kind of wondering if it even goes over. Like my initial thought is, holy smokes, that's a low total. But then you think about it a little further and you go, I don't know, 24-20 could absolutely happen in this game if you do limit those scoring drives into field goals instead of touchdowns. So I'm actually going to go under on the six and a half just because, I mean, you you get six, that's 42, and that's basically right there up against the total anyway. And I'm not guaranteed that it goes over. So I think under on six and a half total touchdowns, would you go under that number as well? I would. Okay, so I ask you now five and a half. Can I still keep you under five and a half? I think six is the number that we see between these two. I'm going to say five total touchdowns in this game which I better not say too much because we've got a, a whole weekend before we have to do a score prediction on this one. So well, yeah. I'm going to try to remember that I said this on Thursday Yeah, because Good luck. In, in a bunch of days we're, we're still going to be talking about this game. But I, I think it could be a, a little tighter contest. I, I'm saying the same thing tonight, Andy, when it comes to Bengals-Ravens. Both of those teams gave up 30-plus a week ago. Doesn't it often feel like you turn around and say, we got to be better defense. we got to be better. It's what Missouri did. Remember, Missouri just got absolutely clowned by LSU. You pour over the tape and you turn around and be better. Find out what you need to fix, make things simpler, whatever you need to do, and you put together a better performance. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think two great offenses. But for me, man, I'm going to go five total touchdowns in the game. Um, Anybody else from the the Chiefs receiving core that we need to make mention of that you feel – is going to do something. I, honestly, it's hard to do every week because it could be literally any of them, Anybody. and it's not that interesting. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I, instead of doing that, I'm going to do this. The one guy that has been going nuclear on the other side is A.J. Brown. What are you doing with his receiving total, 85 and a half yards? Oh, boy. I'm saying under, but it's oh, not under, it's not under by bold. a lot. It's kind of bold. It could be. Well, and maybe they just decide, look, uh, Devontae Smith's not the guy beating us. We're going to – or did I say Devontae Smith? A.J. Brown's not the one beating us. Maybe somebody else. Um, of course, Devontae Smith is just as dangerous. So I I just think it's it's one of those games where they realize that that connection has been really good and they try whatever they can to take it away. And and the fact that the – the back end of the defense is looking a little bit healthier. Legarius Sneed was good to go today, all full right. in practice. A, I mean, it's a good defense here. Right. Like, to have everybody, especially in that secondary, in the fold, ready to go, I mean, it's going to come down to uh, the pass rush doing their job and making it tough on Jalen Hurts, but I, I do like this secondary's ability to cover those guys a little bit better this year. I'm going to say... Over on A.J. Brown, 85 and a half yards. But I will add that if it goes under, I'll I'll guarantee a Chiefs win. Sounds I think right. That's a, I think that's a huge key. Like, yes, Devontae Smith can beat you. Dallas Goddard can beat you. But Is I don't play? think the – Goddard? Uh, he was he, – he's Should missed he the last couple. 
Thought he was doubtful for a lot of this week, but there has been a bye, so yeah, maybe it'll he change. He played on the on November fifth against the Cowboys. I don't. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't Did think. He? I thought I missed yes. that, but but no, I thought he came <laughs> out. I thought he came out of that game. So. Uh, um. That may be. He may have come. He did come out of that game. That's a good point. Yeah. So let's see what we can come up with on Dallas Goddard. But uh, I mean, I'm seeing a story today how the Eagles' offense make up for the loss of oh, Dallas. Oh, yeah, you're Goddard. right. Um, he got hurt in that game. Okay. Yeah. So extended that's what time he, is what he's going to miss. Yeah. He got injured in that game, so that helps. That again, if all the more reason to say if, if AJ Brown is held under 85 and a half yards, I don't think I don't think Philly can win. Yeah. That'd be, he's uh, that'd he's, be too, he's too important to him. Eight seven five KTGR uh, over unders for Chiefs and Eagles. You can uh, call or text us with uh, any that you have that you want us to weigh in on. Eight seven five KTGR. Craig had texted in. Uh, I think he was talking about Mahomes's passing total. He said over the Eagles have been uh, terrible against the pass. Uh, Hertz uh, or James texting in. Hertz rushing touchdown and passing touchdowns. Where would you set? Uh, like combined, I I suppose, where would you maybe set his line? Is it fair to maybe say two and a half or three? Total touchdowns? Yeah, total touchdowns. Two and a half, maybe the place to go? Um, I'd be revealing almost too many if I answered that question. Too much information since I said I think five total touchdowns. But Hurts, usually you can count on him to run one in, and he'll probably throw for one too. So whether he gets that second one, I think, is probably the question. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. It's always going to come down to red zone defense between two teams that are as, as good as these these two teams are. And if instead of Hertz getting four total touchdowns, three passing, one rushing, you turn two of those into field goal drives, you can win the game that way. He's going to have a touch-push touchdown. I know that. I mean, <laughs> it's almost a guarantee. It's almost a guarantee. You can pen, uh, put it in pen that he's going to have at least one um, passing touchdown, yeah. Uh, but, no, I would say over for him. I'd say that they they probably get three touchdowns in this game, and Hurts accounts for all of them, in some way, shape, or form. I don't mean okay. DeAndre Swift won't have a, a bad game, but I mean he could always get in himself. But I just think with they're that close to the goal line, they're not going to do anything other than touch push. Like that's it. Or Every they might time, do it four times. If they're on the five, just touch push four times. See, they haven't done that, but I almost wonder why not. Yeah, because like maybe they're worried about if you do it too many times in a row, that is takes a lot out of your linemen, but they're impeccable at this play. Yeah. So to me, if you get any anywhere inside the three and it's not fourth down yet, you just do it twice. Third down and, and goal from the three, okay, do it once, do it twice. You're almost guaranteed in. I've never seen him get less than a yard and a half on the thing. It's, it's automatic. It's what the Chiefs got to try and figure out uh, coming up. You know what, too? It's hard to bet, like, just as a sports better, it is hard to bet against the Eagles because of that play. Yeah. Like, that has to be a huge consideration in any game because you go, oh, maybe if you can you know, stop them on fourth down here, you you know, they go for it midfield, yeah, right. and you're like, hey, now we've got the ball back, and my, you know, whoever I bet on has got a chance. They're, it's never going to happen. No. They're never going to fail a fourth down conversion. That out, Let me ask you that question. Over under 0.5 failed fourth down attempts by the, the Eagles. Well, they could always have a fourth and nine or something like that. You I know? know, but that's what I'm asking. It's like you can take that if you if you think they'll have a fourth and nine. I'm gonna take the under just because of the exact way that it often goes. If they're outside of that fourth and one, they typically aren't as aggressive. If they're inside of it, they're going for it and they're getting it every single time. So I'll say under just because of the it, it drives me mad. 
I'm not even like a diehard or anything, but I'm talking about I've I've made the mistake at times of betting against the Eagles, and I'm like, I'm toast. You forget about it until you get in the game, and you're like, oh, my team just needs to get the ball back. They can't. It's yeah. not possible to get the ball back against these guys. I'm I'm assuming that they're way up there in the ranks of time of possession, but I'll have to look that up and give it to you after the break because okay. it's just it, you would think it's a, just a crazy stat because of how good they are at this play. I'm gonna say over, but it's because you know they had something like a fourth and six, fourth and seven late in the game, and may, maybe don't get it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they had to go for it with the, with the right. Chiefs leading late. By the way, they're third in the league in time of possession. That's not a That's, surprise. Uh, yeah. My Tracks Lions are second. Well. <laughs> Good for you. 875 <laughs> I'm happy you for, for your Lions. Well, you know, my Lions. I am lifelong, obviously. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, give us your over-unders for uh, Chiefs-Eagles, 875-KTGR. We'll uh, keep talking that uh, all throughout the next few days or so as that comes up on Monday night very soon. But up next, we'll get to some more Mizzou talk, uh, football and hoops with Chris Kwasinski, the sports editor at Columbia Daily Tribune. Ask him uh, what he thinks about this Cody Schrader story and how it could maybe continue this weekend against Florida. We'll talk with Chris K next on the Big Show KTGR. You are listening to the Big Show podcast on KTGR.com. Well, a big Mizzou weekend coming up soon. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us here with your thoughts on it. Uh, kind of if you consider it a long weekend, it sort of begins tonight with Mizzou and Minnesota hoops. So uh, you can give us your thoughts on that, and we'll get ready for the football game as well between Mizzou and Florida. And here to talk with us about all of that is Chris Krasinski, the sports editor at the Columbia Daily Tribune. You can find him on Twitter at OchoK underscore and subscribe to the Tribune to read all of their great stuff. Chris, what's going on, my friend? Oh, not much, boys. How's it going with you guys? Oh, it's going good. Uh, I'm sure the – the last week or so with how Mizzou football has really kind of taken the the nation uh, and, and put them on notice a little bit, getting ranked number nine in the college football playoff. The Cody Schrader story is now becoming something that every sports fan can attach to. Just I, I wonder how you have seen this, this rise all of a sudden after Mizzou uh, not only took care of business and stood on business against uh, Tennessee, but really just whipped them. Yeah, I mean, when we went into that game, I mean, I'm sure you guys thought the same way. Like, this is the same team that took on Tennessee the last two years and got absolutely boat raced. I mean, we, we've been talking about this in so many different ways and kind of analyzing the matchups and all that kind of stuff. And uh, But but this year, it just seemed like everything just matched perfectly from Zoo. Uh, there's the, the grinded-out running game with Cody Schrader, which just eats up minutes. And possess, like there's a, I think there's like a 20-play drive they had in the first quarter that – resulted in three points, but used up basically the entire part of the first quarter, never let Tennessee get into a rhythm. And um, obviously Cody himself finally getting into the national spotlight. Uh, it only took two years, but uh, his story is now uh, front and center. Uh, and I know if, if, if anything, you know, Mizzou fans can beef with the NCAA for past transgressions, but you can't beef with the college football playoff because they are enamored with this Mizzou team. They love them. They love everything about them. And that's why you see them at number nine and above a one-loss Louisville team. Yeah, I mean, were you kind of uh, when when you saw that ranking from them, Chris? Were was it a little bit surprising for you? Because I mean, there was uh, there was some talk of you know they they could see those resumes between Mizzou and and comparing them to Oregon State and Louisville. Even though Louisville only has one loss, you could still see that Mizzou uh, 
has some losses on their schedule that are kind of pretty good losses and putting the resumes up together, you can maybe justify it. But I wonder how you may be made of the committee's decision to actually go ahead and make that move and put Mizzou at nine. I think it, it, it wasn't really surprising to me when you consider the past and how the CFP committee views SEC teams. Obviously they, they hold the SEC in a much higher regard than a lot of other conferences and uh, and like they hold Ohio State, Michigan, obviously above a lot of other teams because they, you know, they're always usually undefeated until they play the game at the end of this regular season. But um, right, like right now, uh, it didn't really surprise me. But it, it was one of those moments where you sat back and you're like, man, wow, like they're they're a top ten team in the eyes of the most important committee uh, in college football and arguably in college sports too, where uh, these are the guys that decide who get to the playoff and. Um, like I've discussed a handful of times that we have probably discussing in a lot of columns to come, which is basically, you know, you lose out the chance to go to the SEC championship game for sure. And that's a bummer because that's a goal that this program has always set, but you take care of business. The last two games, you're going to a new Year's six game. A new Year's six game, not only is going to go up against a solid opponent, but you're going to have a chance to, to really make a name for yourself. And like drink was kind of put the earlier this week, you know, we're, we're picking guys. You know, we're not you know, having to sit and recruiting and kind of do go through the pitch. Like we have the chance to pick guys now. And that's, that's just kind of a telltale sign of how far this team has come and how it fits into the grand scheme of the SEC. Chris, now I'm wondering now with uh, Mizzou ranked number nine in the CFP, their mantra was something to prove. They've kind of proven to a lot of people that they're pretty good. How do you think Missouri handles it this week? Now going into a game against Florida, that you still got to win to attain all the goals that are still in front of these guys, the 10-win season and the like. Uh, how do you think Missouri and, and Eli Drinkwitz's team will respond now that people believe in them and they're heavily favored over Florida? Yeah, I don't think the I don't think it really is any different. Uh, to be honest with you, when you think about uh, the Kansas State game, you know that was the game where everybody kind of looked at it and said, "Okay, wow, like they, they did it. They finally got over that hump." Now, can they do the same thing you know, against Memphis, a Memphis team at that point, which was three and zero? Uh, they look pretty good, uh, and I think it's a lot of the same the same situations. And when you're in the same situations before, it kind of just pays off, especially down the road now, uh, where we're seeing a lot of it come to fruition, and we're seeing a lot of it pay off. And they proved it. They proved it to so many different people. The, I mean, uh, I predicted predicted this team was going to go eight and four, you know, I, and so they're they're certainly showing us and uh, that they're much better than what people have said and will will, will say. And honestly, and uh, but yeah, I think when it comes down to it, they've just been in these different situations where they've come from the bottom, they've they've won games, and they know how to sustain success now. And I don't think it's any different from what they've seen earlier in the season. I think that'll show at Froh Field on Saturday. Chris Krasinski, sports editor at the Columbia Daily Tribune, with us here on the big show KTGR and KTGR.com. It's been hard to kind of figure out Florida this year, Chris. I mean, they are fighting for a bowl game still at 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Had a chance to kind of go back and forth with LSU this past weekend, and, and the offense looked pretty good at least, but LSU is a tough offense to hold down. So I wonder if maybe there's – with Florida and how up and down they can be, you know that that offense has the ability, though, to put up some points. So what would maybe be – uh, the, the things that you're, you're concerned with when you, you see what Florida has done offensively at times this year and how Mizzou will need to try and stop it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is uh, when you when you look at Florida, obviously their season has gone with ebbs and flows. And uh, right now, I mean, they're they're just kind of in a rut uh, and they haven't been able to just pull out a win. And uh, I think it kind of, but it kind of goes back to what we've seen with that South Carolina game where they were down 
uh, and came back to beat the Gamecocks. They they beat Tennessee too, one of the first teams that kind of put Tennessee on the uh, maybe a pretender watch uh, earlier this season. But they've gotten uh, they've got a really good offense, like you just said, and I think Graham Mertz is the 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 leader of that where he's only thrown two interceptions. When you have a guy like that, that can take care of the ball that can sling it and can also throw for a lot of touchdowns too, that you can't really discount that, especially against this LSU last week where you want to look at it. They put up a lot of points, a lot of good points too. And uh, yeah, LSU uh, fought back and just scored plenty more points. I think it was like 52 to something, but uh, I mean, that's the, that's what we thought was going to happen last week with this Tennessee team, which has a really good offense, but struggled at points on defense where, how is it going to work? Is the immovable object of Mizzou's defense going to falter against a high octane offense? And it didn't, you know, they never blinked. And I think we'll see a lot of that same this Saturday uh, where it's senior day. There's a little extra chip on their shoulder because of the, the emotions that run high with that. But against the Florida team that's able to put up a lot of points, uh, all you have to do is just uh, give the offense an opportunity. The defense has been able to do that. And the offense has always been able to take advantage and, uh, I, I think for sure we'll, we'll see not a similar outcome of, of what happened. It's hard to sustain, uh, sustain success like they did from last Saturday, but I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a win. And so Florida can obviously score as you mentioned there, Chris. But I, I'm checking out the uh, rushing defense numbers. Looks very similar to what LSU has done this season. I know Cody Schrader had a chance to break that all-purpose yard record last week. We saw him say, "I don't need to. It's not as important as the team goal." Uh, but maybe he breaks it this week. What do you think about that on Senior Day? <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be an extra chapter to his story right uh it, it would be it would be something like that and it's totally possible um and, and like i wrote last uh like earlier this week after the tennessee game basically there's no one that really surprises me more on this team than cody schrader where it just seems like he gets better with age and for a running back that just seems that's just incredible because we've we've heard the knock on these guys professionally especially by nfl draft scouts where you know the, the more mileage you have on those wheels uh, the less value you, you become and uh, but, but Cody, he just seems to get better with every snap, with every handoff that he gets. And uh, he, you know, he's a four quarterback where if you give him the ball in the first couple quarters, he may be getting two, three yards of carry. But come the fourth quarter where it's crunch time and they're running, you know, they're, you know, they're running the dual runs right up the middle, but just say, hey, stop him. It's hard to stop him because you're worn down and Cody's still the same guy. It just seems to be uh, just to get better and better, keep that same stamina and uh, to, to be honest, against Florida, if that if they're in that position in the third quarter where Mizzou's got a big enough lead where they can just say, okay, it's Cody time, let's just feed the beast and let him go, uh, wouldn't surprise me. He's gonna, he's going to bust off a handful of big runs, and uh, and yeah, I'm sure that rush that that record is right in, within reach if it gets to the fourth quarter, and that's what where the game is. Chris Krasinski with the Columbia Daily Tribune here on the Big Show KTGR. All right, what's your score prediction for Saturday, Chris? Give me, uh, let's see, give me, give me 35 to 14. Yeah, I think uh, in this case, the, uh, the, the offense of Florida is going to get a couple garbage time touch, maybe one garbage time touchdown or two. Uh, they're not going to go for a field goal like Tennessee did. Uh, but at the, at the end of the day, they'll take care of business. They'll, they'll, they'll do everything they need to do. The seniors will walk out with their heads high, and then they'll go uh, on a very high note to an Arkansas team, which uh, seems to be the very opposite of what Mizzou is right now. That certainly seems to be the case. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, again, Mizzou, their next test uh, against Florida this weekend uh, on Saturday, kicking off at 6.30. Uh, tonight, Chris, uh, Mizzou at Minnesota in men's hoops. Tigers go in at 2-1 first road game for Mizzou. 
We think Connor Vanover will play. He should be available tonight. Uh, but but I just wonder, uh, from what you've seen from this Mizzou team so far, uh, a couple of good games against the mid-majors, and then when you uh, face a team like Memphis and you go through a stretch uh, of rough shooting like they did, you're, you're not going to come out with victories most of the time. But I wonder how that maybe translates on the road here from what you've seen against a, a team like Minnesota. Yeah, and with Minnesota, I think the thing you got to really look at is uh, they're – one of their big guys is averaging 22 points per game, and he's a six uh, six foot eleven. Uh, Dawson Garcia, uh, 22. Uh, let me see, 22 and a half points a game, uh, 10 rebounds a game through two games. I mean, th- this is the focal point of their team, and you have to find a way to stop them. And maybe that's with Connor Vanover. Maybe that's a little bit of uh, getting the freshman Jordan Butler some minutes and kind of say, hey, you know, the minutes we've had before kind of prepared you for this, but you know, fill in where you're needed. And I, I think that's certainly a case. Uh, but when you talk about the this long shooting stretches where they just went, where they were just ice cold, that's that's just the missing piece where we've seen where last year that was Kobe Brown's music. That was Des Moines Hodges' music. That was Dre Golson's music. Where this year Mizzou just doesn't have a guy uh, like Dre Golson where just give him the ball and, and say, go make a basket. It doesn't matter how guarded he is. You know, how many times do we see Dre Golson make a shot with like 30 hands in the stakes? And you're like, how did he do that? But Mizzou just doesn't have that this year. They, they don't have the Kobe Brown where you can just kind of say, all right, Kobe, uh, have fun, go cook. And for the most part, Kobe was able to do that just because of, of how he fit into Dennis's offense. And same with Des Moines where you have a guy that, yeah, maybe one day he's scoring uh, 10, 12 points a game, but you know there's a chance he could go absolutely nuclear and just start hitting from three. And if he's doing that, then everything just opens up and becomes so much easier. Uh, Mizzou needs to find those key pieces. And there, there aren't any Des Moines Hodges on this roster right now because there's only one Des Moines Hodges, same with Kobe Brown, same with Dre Golston. But there are pieces out there. You know, John Tanjay is a guy that I look at and say, well, you're so you're experienced, you're physical. Uh, if you can get gritty buckets, that's what this team needs you to do. I'd like to see Tamar Bates get into the rotation more. I personally think he should be a starter. Uh, obviously, I'm not a coach, but, uh, I mean, from what we've seen from him and his ability to attack the basket, to be fearless in that way, I'd like to see a lot more of that and like to see the offense kind of run through that for, for a few stretches. Cause like we saw in the first game of the season, when it ran through to uh, Bates where he had the end of the first half there, he had like what, 10 points in like two minutes or something like that. He, he clearly was in attack mode and uh, a lot of what Mizzou did fell and fed through that. And it looked great. Uh, but I think right now you're just looking for these people for these positions and uh, some of these players to kind of just be comfortable with, finding their role, finding their niche. And last year, it was, it was easy to do that when you play teams like Coastal Carolina and Houston Baptist. But uh, it, it's just a lot more difficult now when uh, you have a much harder schedule and you go on the road and play a team like like Minnesota. And like I, I know they weren't very good last year, but this is still a Big Ten team that you have to take care of business against. Yeah, and Mizzou needs a go-to guy, and we'll see if one develops over time. Uh, but tonight, uh, interesting test for them on the road against Minnesota, and uh, you'll hear that on KTGR later on tonight. Chris Kwasinski, sports editor at the Columbia Daily Tribune, with us here on the Big Show KTGR. Chris, appreciate you as always. Uh, you're the man, and uh, enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk soon. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, boys. You guys, too. All right, it is. 444 on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. And look, like he's right about Mizzou hoops because, yeah, those those guys were on the team. You could just rely upon them to say, okay, doesn't matter how many guys I'm guard, are guarding me, I'm getting a bucket, and they got them. Yeah, and they had multiple guys that could do that. This year, I'm not sure. In the Memphis game, you had none. You had nobody that stepped up to do it to stop the bleeding, and they bled and bled and bled out for 22 minutes before really 
kind of finding their footing at the end too little too late. Uh, tonight's another test, and I, I don't think it has to be as rough as it was against Memphis. If you get punched in the mouth, I think they'll hopefully have a little bit better ability to punch back. We'll see as they uh, get set to take on uh, Minnesota tonight at 8 o'clock. All right, under the bus next. Guess what? More stupidity from the NCAA. Oh, would you imagine that? Well, would <laughs> It's a day that ends in a Y. That's next after this live local sports center. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. We got under the bus coming up in a little bit. The sweetest thing in sports, too. And we'll get to over-unders for Mizzou, Florida. We had set for that big matchup at Field. Final home game of the season for the Tigers. 875-KTGR if you want to text in your uh, over-unders for that. And your questions for play, fade, eliminate. Get you ready for your uh, fantasy football lineups and matchups this weekend. Starting tonight, again, it, I hope you have at least a few players tonight. That would mean that you have probably a fairly good team between Bengals and Ravens. Yeah, I mean, Jamar Chase out there is an obvious one. And even without T. Higgins, the Bengals have some yeah. other dudes. We know the Ravens have some dudes. Both quarterbacks were starting in fantasy. Oh, yeah. But if you have other questions throughout the week, about what might happen Sunday, Monday, 875-KTGR. Text in your fantasy questions. Yep, we will uh, get to those coming up at 525 and get you set for Mizzou and Minnesota men's hoops at 545. It's time to go under the bus on the big show. More stupidity from that four-letter organization, the NCAA. James Madison, Jacksonville State, and Tarleton State all are in, I believe it's their second season in, like, FBS, essentially. And they applied to the NCAA saying, hey, we want a waiver to play in the postseason. We want to play in a bowl game. For James Madison specifically, we want a chance to play in a New Year's Six game because we, no have, a, because we have a chance to be the highest-ranked uh, group of five conference champ. James Madison had every right to uh, do that, and guess what? The NCAA made the opposite of the common-sense decision and said, nope, we can't. Yeah, they have this multiple-year waiting period before you're eligible. Dumbest thing in the world. It's dumb. It's antiquated. There's no reason for it. Uh, as far as Tarleton State, I haven't seen a lot about them. They're not really playing a full FBS schedule this year, so I maybe can understand it in that case. But you look at Jacksonville State, and James Madison's playing a bunch of FBS yeah. teams all season Everybody. long. Yep. It's ridiculous to think that they aren't going to be afforded this opportunity, and there's no real good reason for it. It's just, well, it's how we've always done it. So, yep, you got to wait one more year. The NCAA Ridiculous. never does this. They never do it, right? Well, they no, never wrong. do the right. When, when it comes to the common they never sense do stuff decision, like this. well, yeah, they. when it comes to making the smart, sensible, reasonable decision, the NCAA goes out of their way to do the opposite. Oh, and when they get public pressure, sometimes they'll change their mind. But, no. Usually uh, not. Usually not. Under the bus. Also under the bus in Major League Baseball, uh, the the Oakland A's are officially are approved to move to Las Vegas. They still have to get the stadium deal set, but you have to imagine it's happening soon. I just, again, John Fisher had came out with an open letter to Oakland fans. Like, come on, Shut really? Up, gonna dude. stick Shut the knife mouth. in even more? Yeah. Come on. Hit and they're going to play in Oakland for another year. I know. They, the lease isn't up yet. Yeah. That's going to be ugly. Yeah, I think after next year, they're going to play. It's going to be their last year in Oakland, and then they'll have to play in, like, AAA stadiums until, like, 2028 when yep. the Vegas stadium's finally built. Uh, what a mess. 
Under the bus. Really sorry for Oakland fans. And under the bus to Carissa Thompson. This was kind of. This is something. Oh, man. <laughs> so Carissa Thompson went on a podcast uh, earlier today. She's a reporter for Fox Sports. She's going to be. She's also on the studio crew for the Thursday night game on Amazon tonight. Oh, and, that's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they were asked, uh, is she going to address this? And I don't know if he, she's going she to She has to. I think, I think she, she does. almost has to. She but bas- what are you going to say? Right, because I don't know. Because you told the truth, and now everybody knows that she basically said she makes up the sideline reports on occasion when the coaches at halftime maybe didn't come out to talk to her. She'll just add in some stuff that sounds like what they would agree with, Coach which speak. is like, got to be better on third down. Right. Yeah, Coach told me. But she says that she just makes it up, and she felt comfortable enough on the podcast she was on to admit it here's the thing i think it's bad that that happens obviously could i imagine a world in which somebody might do something like that doesn't stun me that somebody might do something like that but to be comfortable enough to admit it publicly and think nobody's going to be upset how like how ugh, how privileged you must be to think god oh, nobody's going right. to care about this all the all the up-and-coming journalists that, that are trying to make their way in this business Nobody's going to care. Yeah. This is one of those things that you, people like you and me care about probably more than the general public. But it's a it's a bad look for somebody in such a, a, a great position that she's got the benefit to be in and say, yeah, I don't really take it seriously. Right. I just. Under the bus. And the, and the thing is, like, the general public will then look at that and say, well, I guess every sideline reporter does that. But there's the vast majority are actually excellent at their job. Right. It's all the more reason for people to say, oh, you know, sideline reporter role doesn't matter. There's a lot of people who are employed by that role, and you may not love it as a sports fan because it brings you no value. But the next sports fan might say, hey, I really appreciate when I get some actual insight and not made up coach speak from a coach that didn't even say that. Like, that's where you get the bad reputation is because you're in this case, it's an individual not really taking the job very seriously. And that's unfortunate. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports on the big show. Sweetest thing is with our friends at the Candy Factory. Get your co-workers what they deserve. Chocolate covered candies and all kinds of tasty treats at the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia this holiday season. Online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. You know, we could basically make this entire week all Cody Schrader stories is the sweetest thing in sports. But I mean, uh, today, just another one. He was on Pat McAfee's show today pretty cool and he told the story of how he got rejected for a, a d1 offer like the day before his his official visit and so he was kind of wondering well is he going to get a chance to play college football finally got the offer to go play at truman state for d2 and how you, you know the rest of the story obviously but just great to that the the rest of the world is kind of hearing cody schrader's story uh and and how well it's done and by the way whoever that d1 school was thank you thank you very yeah, much no kidding. appreciate it yeah. <laughs> good for looking out. Well done. Good job. Good effort. Mizzou, uh, thanks you very much. All right. Uh, over-unders for Mizzou, Florida uh, coming up at 5.05. You can text in yours at 875-KTGR. And your fantasy football questions. We'll get to some of those at 5.25 during Play, Fade, Eliminate here on The Big Show.